Hello, this is your host, Jim, Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. Uh, what you're about to hear is a bonus episode of Dimland Radio. It is bonus episode or bonus show number 11. It uh, was originally aired on ZTalk Radio at ztalkradio.com on Saturday nights at 11 p.m. Central, which you can show up and listen in the chat room if you like. And I'm there. So you can chat with me if you want, if you got nothing better to do on a Saturday night. And what else is there to do on a Saturday night? Well, anyway, <clears throat> uh, I wasn't doing a new show this week, which it doesn't really matter if you listen to this well into the future. But I figured instead of just having nothing going into the feed, why not pluck one of the episodes I'd done for years before I started making this available on iTunes. So I've got like 300 to pull from. So I'm pulling episode number 194, which originally aired uh, July 12, 2014. On the episode, I talk about uh, long openings to uh, radio shows that go on too long. And I talk about, uh, do a pedantic moment that has to do with elongating words on Facebook, but it morphs into talking about John Cleese and The Fish Called Wanda and Monty Python's Meaning of Life, along with uh, uh, Stuttering and Michael Palin and, what's his name, uh, 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 Kevin Klein. So I, it, it kind of goes in a wide direction, but that's what happens. I also mention the Cosmos series that Neil deGrasse Tyson hosted, which was called Cosmos, A Space-Time Odyssey, and uh, the numerous Emmy nominations it uh, had received at that point. Then there's, let's see, <clears throat> some. Uh, I did an unscientific study about a claim ma made about murderers and astrological signs. And then finally, I wrap up the show with a Dimland Radio Science uh, hero, and it's Ozzy Osbourne. Yes, Ozzy Osbourne. It's kind of fun. So um, there's a couple corrections that I should make before you start listening to this. Uh, let's see. One is that I mentioned that Ozzy and his wife Sharon were not married anymore. But as far as I know, I, I mean, I checked with my resident Aussie expert and he said that they are still married as of now, which is uh, 2018. And I think they always were. Maybe they separated for a little bit. I don't know. But I said they weren't married anymore. They're still married. Uh, and then I uh, mentioned a friend of the show, Facebook friend of mine, and I get her last name incorrect. I pronounce it incorrectly. Uh, it's Kitty Mervine. I say Mervin instead of Mervine. All right, I think that's enough. So why don't I uh, toss it on over to me from uh, July 12, 2014. Dimland Radio, uh, bonus show number 11. I hope you like it. This is a production of the Z-Talk Radio Network. The views expressed and opinions given by the individual hosts and their guests do not necessarily reflect those of Z-Talk Radio, its affiliates, or sponsors. Wow. It's dark. Well, let's have some light on the subject. Ah! 
put on your critical thinking caps and please refrain from hugging. It's time for Dimland Radio with your host, Jim, Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. Hello and welcome to Dimland Radio here on the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim, Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. Remember, I'm not really a doctor. I just play doctor online. You know something? I was just thinking as uh, I was starting off uh, the show and how I start my show. You know, first there's the, the ZTalk Radio uh, disclaimer. I think that's what it is. Or it's a production of. And then it's a disclaimer that uh, my opinions uh, do not necessarily reflect those of you know, Z-Talk and sponsors and that. I don't know if we have any sponsors. But anyway, uh, my opinions reflect, uh, reflect the opinions of me. So, there you go. Uh, but then there's that, and then I have the little sounder of the guy saying it's dark let's have a little light on the subject and then into the song ram by the band called the Olius, which is a friend of mine's band i think they're still together and uh and then you know then you get me coming in saying what i do and the whole process takes about a minute you know to the end of the opening of the show, now even less than a minute, maybe just to, to do that. Um, I've listened to some shows; some of them have been here on Z Talk. Shh, don't, don't tell them that I'm going to mention it. Uh, <laughs> I, I will say uh, Chris Davis and Jenny Gurney's show. I don't remember which one it was, but oh gosh! And I think I've told Chris this. I've said your opening takes forever. <laughs> You know, get to it. You know, it's a, it goes through this. Uh, check the sound levels, bass, vroom, zero, vroom, frequency, vroom, and does that. And then it goes through all this other stuff. And then it, I swear it's two or three minutes before they even tell you what show you're listening to. It's their show. It's their choice. <laughs> but it does drive me a little batty. But that's you know, it's their thing. And I've heard like. You know, real big time national shows on radio uh, that will do that take forever to just start the show. Just start the show. <laughs> Don't take three minutes to get the show going. Just start the show. I, I mean, some of them do like podcasts. They'll do a, a couple of ads or something right at the top. Um, Adam Carolla does that, or he'll have some you know you know, something he reads. And then, then it gets to the theme, and then it gets to the intros, and then he starts his show. So there is there is that that happens, and then uh, George Robb, who does the uh, geologic podcast, he does a cold open every show. He just starts talking, and then he says, uh, "And show number whatever number it is starts now," and then starts the theme and all that. And his cold opens can go ten or fifteen minutes <laughs> sometimes, and that's cool. And I. I experimented a little bit with doing cold opens when I started doing this show at some point. I was just trying to see what would work and how it would work. And I thought, well, you know, that's a little too much like Geo. Yeah, it's too much like his show. And I don't want to do... I'm already kind of like his show, kind of. 
uh, except I'm not nearly as funny or as talented or as good a storyteller as uh, Gio is, and uh, you know, he just and I and I don't have nearly the listenership. But what are you going to do? Uh, he is on iTunes. I am not, and I know I, I keep. I know I should. I should. Um, anyway, so. Uh, he has his show has been an influence on me, but then so has a lot of show, other shows been an influence on me. Uh, Craig Ferguson, who does a cold open to his TV show, and there's uh, Dave Letterman, he was a big influence on my sense of humor. Monty Python, all that kind of stuff. Um, so I was just thinking that as the show was starting, that's weird that in that minute of the startup of the show, I thought about something that I spent maybe three minutes talking about. Hmm, interesting. It's interesting how your brain can move a lot quicker than your mouth. So, anyway. Um, oh, that's right. I, sh I, I need to do one of these. I've not done them in a long time. So uh, I'm, I'm going to do one. Let's see. I'll pick uh, this open. Time for another Dimland Radio pedantic moment. What did they get wrong this time, Dim? Well, I'll tell you what they get wrong. This is kind of along the lines of the L O L O L O L O L kind of thing that people do. Now, L O L is text talk or text speak for laugh out loud or laughing out loud, I guess. But if you do L O L O L O L, you're saying laugh out loud, out loud, out loud. Or if you do L O O O L, you're saying laugh out, out, out loud. If you do L O L L L, laugh out loud, 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 you get the point. So I've already done that. That's that's a pedantic moment from before. But then there was another one that I saw this week, and uh, uh, I thought this one was kind of funny. Uh, a lot of times people like to, when they're when they're writing posts on Facebook, and I and they I don't know if they do it on Twitter as much because you only have a certain number of characters so you can use like 140 or something like that. And um, I don't know, my wife won't let me be on Twitter. <clears throat> she wants it all to herself, which is fine. I got Facebook. She's got Twitter. So <laughs> so anyway, uh, and, and people will write stuff. Well, whether they will elongate a word. They, they mean you to say, you know, stretch out the word just to, for emphasis or something like that. So if you, let's say you're using the word hello, there are ways to extend the word hello. You know, like I just, just then, I extended it by adding a couple H's at the beginning. Hello. And then if you add, uh, you know, instead of that, you add a, a couple E's in there, you'd be hello. If you add a couple L's to it, it'd be hello. If you add the O's, you get hello. You know, that kind of thing. Okay? You get it? All right. Well, somebody meant to, I know they meant it to read as, oh, that's so cute. Except they didn't spell it C-U-U-U-U-U-T-E. They spelled it C-U-T-E-E-E. -E -E. And the funny thing about that is, is the E is the silent E. So you could add a thousand E's to the end of cute. It's not going to make a difference because the E is silent. It's there to give us a clue as to the way the sound of the U should be. Is it an oo or an uh? Is it cut or cute? 
See what I mean? So if you want to elongate the word cute, you add use to it. Cute. That's what you do. Uh, and you don't add T's. T's is one of those words you can't add, you know, because it won't work right. You, you can't say cute and be like stuttering. K would be the same thing. If you start the word with a K, there's still fireworks going off. It's it's a it's more than a week past the Fourth of July, but we still got people launching fireworks. What are you gonna do? I gotta get this this studio soundproofed. Anyway, um, so if you start a word like uh, you're gonna say kick, and you start it with a K, like the word starts, but if you start it with several Ks, it becomes kick. See, it's, it's, it's consonants don't always work. The letter R can work because uh, there's a record store, at least there was. And I believe it's also a record label. It was an independent label out in Lowell, Massachusetts. That the name of the record store is spelled R R R E C O R D, and it's pronounced records. So several R's together, you'll get R, and several S's together, you'll get S, like the name of a movie. Do you know that there's a movie called with an exclamation at the end, so it's like it's more like s, not just s, you know, you know what I mean. You got to put the exclamation at the end of it. I'm pretty sure there's an exclamation, and that's a movie that's uh, from the '70s, lower budget sci-fi kind of thing. A Struther Martin turns the guy that uh, one of the guys that was on uh, the original series of uh, Battlestar Galactica. He turns, I think it's him, Dirk Benedict. Dirk, eh. he turns him into a snake. I think that's the deal. Anyway, um, so uh, if so, so you, you need if you're going to elongate a word, you have to figure out what the letter that you should use to elongate the word. And when you like, I was talking about with the K, that becomes a stutter, and that reminded me of something from some years ago. You guys recall the movie? Uh, uh, what's it? I can't recall the name of it now. Uh, a fish called Wanda. That's what it was. A fish called Wanda, which was, um, I think it was written uh, by John Cleese and maybe Michael Palin wrote some of that, and there might have been other people working on it. And John Cleese and Michael Palin were in the movie, and they're two of the members of the uh, Monty Python troupe. And uh, it also stars Kevin Kline and Jamie Lee Curtis. And it's a caper film kind of thing, and it's very funny. It's very entertaining, and it's and. It has uh, John Cleese is playing this barrister uh, lawyer, uh, and in England, and Jamie Lee Curtis and Kevin Klein are, uh, um, I think they're posing as brother and sister, but they're actually you know you know involved, and uh, Kevin uh, and Michael Palin plays a fellow named Ken who has these fish, and one of them is a fish called Wanda, and um, they. You know, it's it's a funny, very funny film, and it, and it's actually it's interesting that uh, the movie came out after Monty Python's Meaning of Life, and in Monty Python's Meaning of Life, John Cleese has a, a kind of a nude scene in there. He, he doesn't completely get nude, but you know, kind of he gets down to his undies on camera, and he's at the you know he's a guy in his 
whatever he was at that time, his 50s. And, you know, he's got he's put on the spread. He's got a gut. He's kind of soft. And the scene that uh, they're playing is uh, he's teaching at an all-boys school. It's a very uptight school teacher kind of guy. Uh, and, but he's teaching him sex. And he does a, a demonstration in class with his good lady wife. She comes in, says so she gets undressed, and they... <laughs> They have sex in front of the class. It's kind of funny. And uh, you see his physique, John Cleese's physique. It's kind of, you know, it's just an average guy, very tall. John Cleese is very tall. He's six foot five. You know, he can do what he likes because he's six foot five. Anyway, then a fish called Wanda comes out a few years later, and Cleese is in really good shape in that movie. Uh, there's actually a sequence in there where he's supposed to be there in a house or an apartment or a boat or some kind of house boat kind of thing. He and Jamie Lee Curtis, they're having a tryst, and uh, he's, uh, uh, he's naked and he's parading around in the, the family of the, peop of the woman who owns the place or family. I don't, they, they come in. I don't know. It's, it's kind of convoluted. And he takes a picture of, the old, of an old woman grandma and puts it in front of his stuff in order to not be standing completely naked in front of these people walking in and uh, uh, he's in really good shape <laughs> and I think he decided well I gotta I gotta drop some weight and work out a little bit because I'm gonna do this sequence and I don't want the humor to be the fact that I'm out of shape I want the humor to be the fact that I'm being caught naked and I take this picture of this grandma to hide my stuff see See how that goes. And so uh, I speak of this film because Michael Palin plays a character in there named Ken who stutters. And Kevin Klein plays this, this uh, American character who likes to think he's Italian and... He's he's kind, he's very crude, and it, we're not. He's likable despite the fact that he's not very likable. You know, he has that kind of quality, and he mistreats Ken all the time. He uh, uh, you know makes fun of Ken's stutter because Ken will stutter quite a bit. And the more excited he gets, the more he stutters. So <clears throat> when a fish called Wanda made its way to being shown on broadcast television, actual, real TV, television, television. When that happened, uh, I, I, was, I watched, I caught a little bit of it, and uh, yeah, there's, there's sequences in there. Uh, there's one in which uh, 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 Ken has finally had it with uh, uh, Kevin Klein's character, and he's, uh, he seeks revenge, and... Uh, um, Klein says, what are you, c -c -c coming to c -c -c kill me? You know, as part of that, making fun of it. Now, when, when it was shown on ABC, NBC, CBS, whichever network it was, they left in that Ken stuttered, but they, they bleeped, not necessarily bleeped, they just dropped the audio every single time Kevin Klein's character made fun of Palin stuttering. I thought, why? It's, why? We, Klein isn't supposed to be the, this most likable guy. He's kind of dumb. He's uh, he's played you know he's played that way. He's crude. He's mean to Michael Palin. It, you know this is part of his meanness. We're not you know he's 
we don't like him for making fun of the stutter. What's the why do they take that out? It's really it's stupid. You get these pauses instead of the saying, you know, you're coming to kill me. You get coming to kill me. You know, you get these the drop of audio so that we don't hear him stutter. You know, mock stutter. And I thought that was stupid. <laughs> this is a long pedantic moment, but really, if you're going to elongate a word. And in in text on Facebook or whatever, if you're going to elongate the word, figure out how you want it to sound. If it's going to be cute, you have to add U's to it, not silent E's, because that isn't going to do anything. It's still cute. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um. Boy, that took me all over the place. Well, uh, quick, before I go to uh, my first break here, which is coming up awfully quickly, um, I just want to say a congratulations to the producers of Cosmos, A Space-Time Odyssey. It was the uh, Fox Network Science series that aired just recently. Uh, I can't remember how many parts it was. 13 parts, 12 parts, 13, something like that. Something like that. And it, um, it's, it starred Neil deGrasse Tyson, and it was just a terrific series. Terrific science information. Uh, it was just great. And, uh, it, it, and visually, is stunningly good-looking. I'm just really cool. And Neil deGrasse Tyson, you can't get much cooler than, than he is for a science communicator. He, you know, he, he's, I think he's pretty much today's Carl Sagan. Different style than Carl Sagan, but just as good of a communicator as Carl Sagan was in, in getting science across and trying to get people excited about science and to realize that it's worth pursuing. Um, and, and from what I understand, it's gotten really, really good viewership numbers worldwide. Uh, people have watched this thing. Lots of millions and mi millions, I hope, worldwide have watched it. And let's hope that uh, this uh, th this cosmos will have the same uh, influence on, a, on the next generation of kids as um, or on the current generation of kids, the people that watched it and the next generations to follow at the, that the original uh, cosmos had on PBS. But uh, congratulations to the cosmos because uh, they were nominated, and I think I got the count correct, for 12 Emmys. I'm going to run through them real quick here. Outstanding documentary or non-fiction uh, non series. Outstanding writing for nonfiction. Outstanding art direction uh, for variety, nonfiction, reality, reality, competition. Uh, one of those categories, <clears throat> all in one. Outstanding cinematography for nonfiction. Outstanding picture editing for nonfiction. Outstanding main title design. Outstanding music composition for a series. Outstanding original main title theme music. Outstanding et sound editing editing for nonfiction. And outstanding sound mixing for nonfiction. And then outstanding special and visual effects. So awesome. Cool. I hope it sweeps, or at least I hope it takes several of those. It sure as hell should get the best special and visual effects, and I hope it gets uh, outstanding documentary uh, series. I think that it's well worth it. So congratulations to Cosmos, the folks that pr produced that. Did I have writing down there? Because they did get, yeah, writing. They, get, they should get that one, too. They should win them all. Win the, the whole thing. Win every award, even the ones for best comedy and best drama series, everything. 
and best reality show because it 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 was a reality show, not like any of the reality shows they have on TV now. You're listening to Dimland Radio on the Z Talk Radio Network. I'm going to head to my first break. I'll be back shortly. Please stick around. I was a highwayman Along the coach roads I did ride With sword and pistol by my side Well, I'll be hornswoggled. You're listening to Z-Talk Radio Network. You don't say. Oh, what, you think you went off to college or something? On ztalkradio.com. That's the most amazing thing since Grandma survived the outhouse incident. Have you ever been curious as to why paranormal investigators, ufologists, cryptozoologists, and demonologists do what they do? Check out Canadian X Talk Radio, Saturday nights, 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific, on ZTalkRadio.com. You're listening to Z Talk Radio's Redheaded Stepchild. It's Dr. Dim on Dimland Radio on the Z Talk Radio Network. Your assignment is to listen to the buzz on Monday nights from 8 to 10 p.m. Central on ztalkradio.com. This message will self-destruct. It's fun. It's exciting. It's the Z-Talk Radio Network. On ztalkradio.com. Talk radio for the next generation, Generation Z. Dimland Radio here on the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. Let me adjust my chair here. Uh, uh, let's see. This past week, I wrote up a blog on my blog that wasn't a show notes entry. Um, generally, that's what my blog is, is my show notes. But occasionally, something motivates me to write something a little more in-depth. Uh, you know, something that happened to me or family or whatever, something I noticed, something that upset me, something that got me to, to you know, write something. And I, uh, I saw this meme on Facebook, which I, I, talk, I talk a lot about stuff I see on Facebook. So I saw this one, and it was, um, it had this, it made the statement that, uh, 
the following people uh, with these signs are most likely to murder. And the five signs that they gave were Aries, Scorpio, Sagittarius, Virgo, and Cancer. I thought, and you know, and they offered no other evidence. That's just, we say so. Okay? That's it. The meme says so. There's no correlating it to anything. There's no, no link to something that shows you that a study was done that found that people born under those signs tend to be, uh, or the you know murderers born under those signs, you know, tend to be those signs. What? You know what I'm saying? And, and it, there's nothing. You know, it was just this meme saying that, and I thought, well, yeah. And I put a comment on whoever put it up there. And I said, and this is supported by what scientific evidence? Uh, and then I thought, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to I'm I'm going to just pick some famous murderers. I'm going to you know put it in the comment thing there and uh, find out what signs they are. But then I thought, uh, now you know what? I'm going to write a blog. I'm going to do this up as a blog. So the decision I made was to. Uh, come up with 50 famous murderers. Uh, most of them would be serial killers, American serial killers. So there's a couple of uh, foreigners, foreigners in here. There's a couple of them, but most of them are American-made. And, uh, and and so uh, and and like I said, most of them are serial killers. And I started off with thinking them up off the top of my head, and I would write them down on a piece of paper, and then I would I'd go online to uh, to Wikipedia, and I'd look them up, and I'd see what their birth date was. And so then I you know then I found another website that gave me the dates of the zodiac sign, the signs of the zodiac. I, I don't have them memorized. It's you know. <laughs> I know there are folks out there that are really uh, staunch believers in astrology, but folks, I mean, just—you don't have to just take my word for it. There's plenty of word out there about how it just doesn't work. There, there's no mechanism by which it could work. How, you know, if, how could where a planet is in relationship to a uh, you know, a constellation have anything to do with you as a person, as an individual, when you're born? How could it have anything to do? The gravitational pull uh, of that planet is is minuscule, <laughs> you know, and it, it's just it's just ridiculous. I'm sorry. I know that's not the best argument to make. Uh, just by calling it ridiculous, but there is no evidence by which it would work. And the evidence that's found about how people come to believe in astrology is generally it's confirmation bias. People are forgetting the hit, you know the misses and remembering the hits. You know they're 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 remembering those moments where it seems to fit but it doesn't. Somebody somebody else play, uh, put a meme around about uh, zodiac signs, and they had uh, four categories of personality. You know, great in bed and uh, honest or trustworthy and that kind of thing. And they would have this top five signs for those. And I said the only way that this meme would be actually accurate is if it had all twelve signs under each of the categories of person of these personality traits. 
and then it, they should have conflicting personality traits. Great, you know, great in bed, terrible in bed. All twelve signs, all twelve signs, and just listed in in the order that they are according to the the charts or to the year. You know, I don't know how they if they set them up differently. <clears throat> anyway, so I decided though well, that's I'll do fifty murderers. Now I can't think of 50 famous murderers off the top of my head, so I, I, a few I could, and so I consulted with Google and Wikipedia, and I found things out. And uh, there was one uh, listed on Wikipedia, a name of a woman, uh, the woman was Amy Archer Gilligan, and I'd written her down, and then I went to find her birth date, and Wikipedia did not have an exact birth date for her, so I had to scratch her from the list. I need exact birth dates, otherwise I can't. I don't know what sign they are. And then there was, um, I put Lizzie Borden on the list. You know, Lizzie Borden took an axe and gave her father 40 wax, and just to even up the score, she gave her stepmother, or I, I don't know, you know, 40 more or something like that. I think that, I think that's the poem or at least words to that effect you've heard it and it, the lizzie borden case you know it, it first i'd forgotten about this so i just i wrote her name down i looked her up and then at some point when i was compiling the list and i was writing up the blog it, it occurred to me to wait a minute lizzie borden was acquitted you know popularly she is thought to have murdered her father and stepmother but in the eyes of the law she was innocent. She was found not guilty. She was acquitted. And and I don't think they had the wrongful death lawsuit kind of thing back in those days. And that was, you know, 19th century. You know, O.J. Simpson, you know, he wasn't included either because, well, he too was acquitted, even though he's popularly believed to have caused the death of his ex-wife and that other fellow. Uh, but... And, it, and, and he was held uh, civilly liable for her death, but not criminally. So, so Lizzie Borden couldn't be included on the list, so I had to scratch her off and find another person. And in doing that, uh, Lizzie Borden would have been a hit. Her sign was one of those five signs. The person I picked, his sign wasn't. Uh, a person named uh, was it, uh, Christopher Peterson. And I, I picked everybody before I knew their birth dates. I just went through the list, I found the name, and then I went and looked them up and found their birth dates. Okay, so I came up with a list of 50. And some of the names include, I started off with Ted Bundy, and then there's Jeffrey Dahmer, Henry Lee Lucas, John Wayne Gacy, uh, Andrew Cunanan, uh, Eric Harris, D Dylan Klebold, Aileen Wuornos, uh, she was in that movie Monster, you know, the that starred Charlize Theron. That's what it's about her. Uh, there was other people like uh, Richard Ramirez, Charles Manson I put on the list, Ed Gein. Uh, let's see, who else do I have? I'm going to turn the page here. Oh, I'm using paper. Uh, I won't run through everybody, but uh, Timothy McVeigh, Ted Kaczynski, uh, Anders um, uh, Bravik, Bravik, Anders, you know, he, he's one of the foreigners. Um, David Berkowitz is on the list, uh, 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 John Allen Muhammad and Lee Boyd Malvo, those are the two guys that did the uh, Beltway sniper, I think they got into the trunk of a car and they were sh shooting people, 
at random over in the Washington, D.C. area, and uh, Richard Speck and others. So I, I came up with 50 names. And, and I went through and I found out what each sign was. And if the sign was one of the five, and the five to remind you, Aries, Scorpio, Sagittarius, Virgo, and Cancer, if they coincided, that was a hit. If not, if it was one of the other seven signs, there are 12 altogether, uh, they, were, they would get listed as a miss. So when I finished my list of 50, which uh, I'll link to this, uh, it's on my blog, I'll link to it in the show notes so you can check it out. Uh, when I got to the end and I counted up the tally, I came up with 22 hits and 28 misses. So 22 hits is a 44% ratio and uh, 28 misses is a 56% ratio. So, and this is not scientific. I posted it up on... Uh, uh, on my Dimland Radio Facebook page and also on, uh, on my regular Facebook page. And this group I was added to. It's a group of Fort, which is like, yeah, sh Fort is short for Fortian, which is about kind of like weird news type stuff about cryptozoology and paranormal and that kind of stuff. And I was added to that group by DJ Grothy. He's the president of the JREF, of, you know, of the James Randi Educational Foundation. He's the president of it. And he thought enough to add me to that list. So I put up a couple blog entries. One that I had written that uh, uh, Kitty Mervin put on her Yankee Skeptic blog a while back. I had written it for my blog originally some years ago. I updated it and Kitty put it up on her blog more recently, and I just thought, well, I'll, I'll oh, wait a minute. No, that was one I wrote exclusively for Kitty. That's right. It was the one I wrote about uh, uh, about the song by a flock of seagulls, I ran so far away, being about alien abduction. That's right. That's what the one I shared first. And then I shared this other one that I just wrote, and I put that on there. And I and I put in there, it says, I, I, I promise I won't be doing this you know, daily thing. They, they have kind of some rules on there. and uh, But uh, I just wrote this up, and I hope it's okay to share it with a group of heavy hitters. And I mean heavy hitters. I mean DJ Grothy, uh, uh, Ben Radford, Sharon Hill. I mean, these, these are heavy hitters in the skeptic field. I mean, you know, they they do write stuff. Ben Ben and and uh, uh, um, uh, Sharon, you know, they write stuff all the time, and they're they're really good. <laughs> so here's me, a guy with an audience of uh, two or three people, and I, you know, somehow I got at it, and I, I thought that was great. So I put that up there, and and so in my piece, I re I I point out, I realize this isn't scientific. And that I could have as easily gotten 50 names that would have skewed the other way. That would have been 28 hits and 22 misses. Or, and I, and I speculated, if that meme had included another sign, so it would have six signs, then I, I wonder how close to 50% that might approach. Uh, you know, if... if if it was six signs. And so I just concluded saying that regardless, there is no good, credible evidence, scientific evidence, that astrology is anything more than fanciful and wishful thinking. People should not be any more concerned with those who happen to be born under those five signs than of those born under the other signs. And by the way, my sign is Scorpio. Astrologers, put your charts away.
Yes, I say that all the time because I don't want you astrologers out there to start doing my chart. Oh, damn, I have your chart. Oh, and you are so Scorpio. You are so, you are so much a Scorpio. It's just, it's all right here, right here. Man. Oh, it's just, you just have every bit of trance. Yeah, yeah, I, okay, you know, maybe, maybe, but, um, Let's relax on that, shall we? And and it reminds me of a time that you know when uh, back when uh, what was it? Paradigm shift used to be here on Z Talk Radio. It's it it's is no more, and I've fallen out of touch with uh, and out of favor <laughs> with its former host. Uh, uh, I won't say his name, but uh, he's a good guy. He just um, he just he he I think he doesn't think I'm the proper brand of skeptic. I don't know. Which, what is? I am a big S skeptic. I'm a little S skeptic. I'm a skeptic, okay? Uh, I don't like the big S nonsense. That's my friend Scotty. He's come up with that, thinking that he, that this is some kind of clever thing. That, uh, well, a big S skeptic is somebody who just dismisses stuff out of hand. Well, you know, all skeptics do that. Now, not everything. But there are some things that are just too ridiculous to even really... You, know, you just have to look and say, what, really? Really? Come on. Um, but there are other things that you, you you need to be more thoughtful about and, and look into and say, well, I don't know about that. I mean, let me take, you know, I'll have to think about that or I'll have to do some research. I'll have to find some stuff about it. I'll learn about that. But really, I mean, you know, Christopher Hitchens said words to the effect that that which uh, claims that are offered uh, without evidence can be dismissed without evidence. Uh, words to that effect. So, um I don't think I got it exactly right, <clears throat> but I do know it was Christopher Hitchens. I, oh, I hope I'm not violating Dim's law. Dim's laws to not quote somebody without uh, being absolutely certain that that person said what they said, uh, what you say they said. You know what I mean? Um, so anyway, when I, I used to listen to, to Paradigm Shift every every night when it was here, and then it moved over to the Hazy Net Radio Network, which is uh, you know Zeta Ost used to be. Uh, one of the hosts here at Z Talk, and she decided she wanted to leave Z Talk and start her own thing. And I guess it's still going. And in fact, I I, I had a, a little chat with Zeta, and she asked how is it going over here, and I said well, I guess it's going okay. <laughs> I still have two or three listeners. Oh, that's awesome. So um, anyway, I, I was in a chat r room making my comments, and there were several other people. You know, day, day, uh, um, uh, paradigm shift always got more people to listen to their show than I did. I don't know. It's easier to get people listening earlier on a Friday night than it is later on a Saturday night. Hmm. But, um, and the show was good. And I was, they were trying to, people were trying to guess what my sign was. There are 12 possibilities. So at first they all said, Taurus, oh, you're absolutely, and I said, nope. And then they went, whatever's next, and whatever next, and whatever next. And I said, nope, nope. Nope, nope. And then about after about six guesses, I said, well, you, now you're just guessing. <laughs> you're not basing it on anything. You're just guessing, which is pretty much what it is anyway. They went through 11 signs. 11 signs. And they didn't guess the one that I am. And they, it, it's, and they got to a point when they got to the 11th sign that they had guessed, I think they forgot. Well, uh, what's the other one? I said, nope, you haven't gotten it yet. And then it's, <laughs> I'm Scorpio. The one you didn't guess is the one I am. 
which is I am not because it's just I am, but I'm not. You know, I'm being pedantic. I don't believe in the whole thing, but, you know, I guess, I guess, I guess uh, I'm Scorpio, but only because somebody designated that uh, as an astrological sign for somebody born on the same birthday or in that range that I am. So there you go. You're listening to Z Talk Radio, oh, well, Dimland Radio, on Z Talk Radio at uh, uh, ztalkradio.com. And I'm your host, Jim, Dr. Dimfit Simmons. I'm going to take a bit of a breather and I'm going to come on back and see what else I can get to. Hey, this is Danny Potts from the Kentucky Ghost Chasers, and you're listening to Z Talk Radio. First there came radio, and it was good. Then it got bad. Then there came satellite radio, and it was okay. Then it got too expensive and kind of sucked. Now there is something new, something better, something free. Stitcher Radio for the iPhone and BlackBerry. With Stitcher, you can hear all the shows and podcasts you can imagine. Rate them and build your own station. No downloading, no syncing, no problem. Just pick a station to get started, like American News and Politics. Now, look at the shows you have to pick from. Pick one and start listening. Like it, make a favorite, and start your own station. Don't like it? Thumb it down and say bye-bye to shows like it. Or thumb it up to find more like it. Plus, you can search and find your favorite podcasts. We have over a thousand shows to pick from. Stitcher Radio, the natural evolution in audio listening. And it's free. My life, you're clever, Jim. It's certainly taken me in. He's endlessly pushing the rock of reason up the hill of paranormal. It's Dr. Dim, and you're listening to Dimland Radio on Z-Talk Radio Network. Did you see that UFO sighting that made the news? What did that latest study about alternative treatments really say? Is this photo making the rounds real or a hoax? Doubtful News is a unique website featuring news about pseudoscience, the paranormal, anomalies, and questionable claims framed with a skeptical view. Come visit doubtfulnews.com every day for news about cryptozoology, conspiracies, shams, scams, and more. Follow us on Twitter at Doubtful News. Critical thinking is essential in assessing today's news. Doubtful News helps you decide, can you really believe this stuff? Z-Talk Radio is committed to bringing you the best radio possible. We will test your senses with innovative and entertaining radio programming. Honest, informative, inspirational, and on occasion, controversial. Our listening audience will also have the opportunity to interact with the show hosts and guests through live chat and call-in capabilities. You can't be left out of the loop. Tune into all our live shows once and you'll never turn your computer off again. Z-Talk Radio on your computer dial. Your healthy addiction. For a long time I felt without style or grace. 
Wearing shoes with no socks In cold weather I knew my heart Was in the right place I knew I'd be able To do these things and welcome back to Dimland Radio here in the Ztalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim, Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. Um, I'm going to declare another science hero uh, for Dimland, Dimland Radio science hero. And this one is an unusual choice, I think. Uh, and, and I don't know how long ago this particular item, this video that I spotted, uh, when this had happened. Uh, the video was posted on YouTube back in 2011, so it goes back at least three years. And it's Ozzy Osbourne. Ozzy Osbourne. Now, I I might have... To, I, I talked about Ozzy Osbourne before on the show when they were trying... He was doing his genome thing. Uh, I think I talked about that. I'd have to look that up. But I don't know if I declared him a Dimland Radio Science Hero hero or not. But for this, I am. He was on a show called uh, the Graham Norton Show. He was on with his wife then, wife Sharon. I guess the two of them have split since then, uh, fairly recently too. And he's on there with uh, Olivia Newton-John. Now, I used to have a thing for Olivia Newton-John back when, you know, back in the 80s. <clears throat> kind of. Now, I mean, not, not a major thing, but just kind of. Um, I, she, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I did go run out to see all her movies, but I did see Xanadu, <laughs> which was not a great movie. Uh, it had some cool music in it, but not a great movie. And um, anyway, uh, she is kind of a, um, oh, she's sort of out there on that fringe of the pseudoscience kind of stuff. Uh, she has a husband that goes to the Amazon to find herbs and or herbs and comes up with these magic potions. Not saying that uh, you can't find medications in the Amazon. Yes, you can. A lot a lot of our medicines are based on you know plant products. Uh, you know, some many of which come from the Amazon or from you know. So so it's it's not that that's not possible, but I get the impression just by the way she talked about this stuff. There's some uh, berry drink and i don't even remember the name of that berry but that that doesn't matter it's just it's a it's a, it was an all natural organic berry drink that uh, as she puts it you know i guess the catchphrase was clears your mind brightens your day yeah. and so she's hawking this product and uh, the the host you know pulls up a bottle he has a couple few bottles of this stuff and they pour it into glasses and it's not the most appetizing looking stuff it's kind of a pea green color to it but uh, I guess it doesn't taste bad it's a fruity kind of a drink fruity tasting drink and so Sharon takes a sip of it and then Ozzy drinks some and you know what Ozzy Osbourne's like he's you know he seems very drug addled. Um, you know, I mean, you know, his brain has has been has been bombarded with a few ounces of alcohol and a few ounces, a few hundred thousand gallons of alcohol and a, f a few tons of, of other sorts of drugs during his uh, career as in as a rock and roll person, and uh, so he has a he gets kind of mumbly and. Uh, 
whatever, you know? You know how Ozzy can be, and sometimes it's hard to understand what he's saying. It's, uh, 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 it kind of has that kind of stuff going. That's stammer, mutter, kind of thing that he'll do. All right, so Sharon takes a sip. I don't think she liked it that much, but then Ozzy drinks the rest of the, of the glass. He seemed to think, hmm, that's not bad. And then they give him another. They pour him another glass, and he he just drinks it all down. And then he puts on an act. And he is and and he, you know, it's, it's, oh, rather, it's, it's super. You know, and I mean, I can't do the accent, but he does. He does that real kind of upper crust English accent. He starts doing that, and and he's he's got his eyes open, and he takes his sunglasses off and says, "Oh, I have eyes. I can see." And oh, how wonderful! You know, that's, he's doing that, right? He's just, oh, look at this! Oh, wow! And the audience is laughing, and and Olivia Newton John is laughing, and after just a few moments of doing that. He turns back into Ozzy, and he says, what a load of bullocks. And in case you don't know what that means, it's British for bullshit. So, <laughs> and, and and the audience roars, and, and Livy Newton-John is still laughing, although she's then at this point she's saying, what did he say? <laughs> she's kind of, and, uh, and then the clip ends. But good for you, Ozzy. I mean, I, you know, maybe this stuff is okay, uh, but... When you when you are saying that this has this kind of miracle aspect to it, um, you know, <laughs> not that she was saying miracle stuff. She just was saying, you know, clears your mind and brightens your day, um, which is sort of vague. It's not really making any kind of health claims. Not really, not specific ones. So that's how it gets away with uh, with with what they do. That's how people that that uh, produce supplements. That dietary supplements and you know memory uh, enhancement supplements and that kind of stuff. You know, and just as like I don't have the exact wording, but if you ever see it written in a print ad or hear it on a, in a radio ad or something, or you see it in a small print on a TV ad where it says the FDA has not uh, um, has not studied the efficacy or something like that, has not validated the claims. Uh, and this product is not meant for any, you know, uh, diagnosis, treatment, or cure of any disease. That's that is a the supplement industry's way of uh, getting wriggling out of legal trouble. Yeah, it's it's to put that disclaimer in there. And when you when you see that disclaimer, you hear it on in a radio ad. You should be it's shorthand for you that this stuff is probably not any good probably doesn't I mean it might be okay but it's probably not as effective or it probably doesn't do exactly what the ad says it does so it's keep an ear open for that um okay now this next thing I'm going to talk about I have to I have to be careful because I don't want to seem to be talking about this and and being in bad taste. Um, saving it for the end of the show. <laughs> the, you guys ever heard of a uh, an entertainer? He's uh, he's Welsh. His name is Tommy Cooper. You ever hear of him? Uh, he passed away back in 1984, April 15th, actually. 
1984. And he was, I think, in his 60s at the time. And he'd been, uh, he was a comedian, stand-up comic, uh, magician-type entertainer. Uh, probably, you know, somewhat in the tradition of vaudeville kind of thing, uh, from what I could tell. And I'd never heard of him. Although I saw a picture of him, and, I, and it, I think he looks vaguely familiar, but I'm not sure. And he's very popular over in the UK. And the only reason I, I found out about him, and about this uh, particular interesting aspect of his um, life, if that's how you want to put it, uh, put it, um, there was a... You know the song by Billy Joel, the piece of crap song by Billy Joel called uh, We Didn't Start the Fire? And it's Billy Joel singing about all these pop culture reference things. Singing about all that. and You know, historical reference and pop culture reference. Well, somebody on YouTube did a parody video of that song where they change the pop culture references. They update them, they make them different or whatever, or more British or whatever they do. And one of the references is the line says Tommy Cooper died on stage. I thought, really? He died on stage? So I thought I'd look it up. And I so I Googled Tommy Cooper dies on stage. And entries come up on Google and there's a video of it. And I watched the video. It's on YouTube. Now, I'm not going to link to this. And I'm going to I'm going to say that, you know, if you want to see it, it's up to you. Um, the family of, of Tommy Cooper would prefer that you not watch it. They prefer that I didn't watch it, and they probably prefer that I don't talk about it. Uh, I'll try to be respectful as far as what I say about it. That's right, kitty. You just shh, quiet down down there. The cat's down here. Anyway... He's on stage, he's performing in front of an audience in a theater, and it's on live television. There was a TV program in the UK called uh, Live uh, from Her Majesty's, and her Ma that was referring to Her Majesty's Theater, and sort of a command performance kind of a thing. And he was, uh, a, the clip starts, he's up wearing some kind of, kind of like a tuxedo. He was a very big man, very tall, kind of heavy, I guess he had size 13 shoes, uh, and you know, very big fellow. And he's he's says something to the audience that gets them to laugh. And then he his assistant comes out and dresses him in this this large cloak, which is sort of uh, you know there's for a time there was two ways of uh, magicians to present themselves, either in tuxedo or in some oriental silk robe kind of thing. And so she's given him what, you know, sort of a silk robe, a bit large cloak that just from, from shoulders down to, to his feet, you know, just covers him up. And he's and the stage curtain is directly behind him. And he's going to do this performance where he was going to be pulling all these objects out of the cloak and all that. And so he's getting ready to do that. And he seems fine. Now, he might not have been feeling well, but, you know, the show must go on. He seems fine, and the assistant is, she's bending down to zip up the thing, and her head gets around his his crotch area, so he makes a reaction, the audience laughs, and then she turns to pick up the, the, the microphone stand and walk off stage. And it was at that moment that he starts, something goes wrong. 
he, he you see him sway a little bit. He looks down his, and then you hear a, a sound like a kind of a sound, and he collapses down to the stage. Not, it, it wasn't very dramatic. Just kind of down he goes, and he's on his haunches, and his head's forward, and he's you can see him breathing, and the audience laughs. The assistant walks off the stage. She looks back, but she's, you know, the performance is probably rote. I mean, it's just, she just does it. And then he falls over backwards. And the audience laughs again. But then it, it, he's not doing anything, and then it's slowly dawning on everybody. And the director sends it to commercial, and it, the screen goes blank for a while. Before the, while the affiliates are all getting their commercials loaded up, and they come back to the show, and the next act is on, and they have a very small stage because he got pulled back behind the curtains, and they're trying to revive him. The man had a heart attack right there on the stage. And what I thought about that was <clears throat> a couple of things hit me. One was how suddenly it happened, and the other thing was how how gentle it seemed. And it wasn't a grab your heart, oh wheezy, here I come. It was just, he was, he seemed like he was, do, you know, he was doing his act, he's getting a laugh, he's making a reaction, and all of a sudden, he's he's down on his, on his haunches, falls over on his back, and, you know, we see him die, essentially. I mean, it, it wasn't until the second commercial break after the one that they went to, um, that they were able to get him, you know, into an ambulance and out to the hospital, and he was dead on arrival. I, it, I wouldn't suggest that you watch it if you're, if you're curious about it. If it's something that you might be, you know, to, to see, it's I'd say gentle because it was not a dramatic moment. It was just how he went down, and he, it just I don't know. He died performing, which is, I guess they say, you died doing what he loved. But I guess it shows you that it can happen at any moment. <laughs> so, so be careful out there. Uh, tell everybody that you love, you love them, right? Uh, I'm not going to get to a movie recommendation today, but it wouldn't hurt to watch A Fish Called Wanda. That's a cool enough show. Uh, so I better be signing off. Where is it? Where is Good it? Night. There it is. Good night. Remember, you should be skeptical and that extraordinary claims require extraordinary evidence. This has been Dimland Radio on the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim, Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons, reminding you all to sleep with the lights off. And I should be back next week. Should be. Okay. All right. Everybody go to bed now or stay, back, stay up and listen to uh, Big Picture Science, which follows this show. check out my show notes at dimland.com. Just click on the blog option and you can email your questions and comments to drdim at dimland.com. That's D-R-D-I-M at dimland.com. And the opening theme song, Ram, is by Theolius and is used with permission.
This has been a production of the Z-Talk Radio Network. And now, a message to our competitors. Thanks. Thanks for tuning us in. Well, I'm going to hell. What did you think of tonight's installment of Dimland Radio? Wow.